Listen and follow the Left Wing Rugby podcast with me, Will Slattery and Luke Fitzgerald. As far as I can see, I always want to get in the Irish team. And that should be every young player's dream and ambition in this country. And if you're playing in a place where you're not going to get the opportunities in the big games, that they're the ones that get you picked. They are the ones, the Champions Cup games are the ones that get you picked. You need to be playing in a team and starting in a team for those games. It's as simple as that if you want to play in the Irish team. Every week on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by cardiologist Dr. Paddy Barrett, chatting all things cardiovascular disease. The way I look at this is that the the two statistics that everyone should really be aware of is cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death globally and in most developed nations, but it's also the most preventable. 90% of it can be prevented at an early stage if you just follow the right steps and formula. So I look at it as a, a scary opportunity. As ever available on all podcast platforms. You're listening to The Throw-In, the GA Championship podcast on independence.ie. Hello, I'm Michael Varney and welcome to the final Throw-In podcast of the GA Championship season. It's time to ask if now is Mayo's time or did they blow their chances in that bizarre drawn final with Dublin two weeks ago? It's the replay on Saturday and nobody, it seems, is giving the Connacht men a chance. Surely Dublin won't go disappearing two games in a row. Dunica Boyle and Conor McKeown join me in studio as we look ahead to the big game and we'll also hear from Leon Blanche from Boyle Sports on where the smart money is going ahead of Saturday's throwing. Connor, an All-Ireland final on Saturday under the lights. Probably uh, a different scenario. What are you expecting? It's got, is it going to be as tense and as passion-fueled as it was the last day? Yeah, probably more so. The, the, you know, the, I suppose the reference points we have are the, the hurling replays and I think that... W- that one night, particularly 2013, Cork and Clare was actually it was a pretty special night. You know, it was one that kind of even the atmosphere of the night kind of lived long in the memory. You'd, like you do have a situation with replays where there's more supporters from both teams go to the game. Um, you know, Saturday night at five o'clock. I don't know. It's a little bit more. I don't know. It's a little bit more kind of biblical or something like that. You know, under lights, uh, and there'll be a bigger build up that day. And because okay, you know, Dublin and Mayo. They've had an awful lot of history, uh, recent history and rivalry and everything else. But because everybody has, and is because, and as we've seen, supporters from both teams are still banging on about stuff from the drawn game, I think it'll carry a huge atmosphere into the replay. Like, we had the stuff in the tunnel beforehand. There's been the endless bleating on about Lee Keegan Don't and Dermot Connolly. Don't say it. That's Are we just going to... that be the last reference? Well, there's a swear band. jar, I think, is there? Yeah, to talk yeah. about it. There's the endless bleating on about that, which has become so, so incredibly tedious. Then there's been the counter-reaction to that from the Mayo set, which borders on absolutely manic, just absolutely insane stuff, you know. Uh so eventually we'll arrive at the game and I think the sooner the better will we get that out of the way will we we'll just deal with that and get it out of the way the, the two boys probably better off well I'd, look, I'd like to point a finger squarely at Dunica Boyle who <laughs> in the space of two days not only gave the Dublin point of view but then gave the Mayo point of yeah, view imagine. it's balanced yeah. isn't it no 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 I was it's balanced but you're throwing a lot of petrol on two this horses with yeah. one arse. <laughs> You, you had two matches, you had one can of petrol, and look what's after happening. Yeah, well, look, there is a, there is an element of the media did store this up a little bit, but um, uh, it, it's 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 a valid talking point. But the reaction to it from both sides has been borderline hysterical. Like, 
like one fella's like no matter who you are you're saying oh our fella's great the other fella's <laughs> the devil incarnate and there's nobody coming out and saying well do you know what there's just two great lads thundering into each other and like, there is off the yeah. ball stuff and there's but like Jesus like have we, have we never seen any of this yeah, stuff happens before in like, every game realistically I don't no? think I don't, I don't think necessarily that what Dublin are trying to do is paint Lee Keegan as the devil I think what they're trying to do is just simply point out the fact that he's fouling Dermot Connolly a bit more than other people are fouling other people and trying to bring the referee's attention I yeah, don't think anybody's trying the language has been emotive on both sides yeah, the has, language yeah. has been so but again emotive. people choose to kind of pick the language out of it that makes yeah, that yeah. backs up the fact that they're losing their marbles like people are going nuts about this they need to calm down like, you know? oh. it's not the only thing that's going to happen is probably going to have a negative reaction on the game the chances are Lee Keegan and Dermot Connolly will get sent off on Saturday night and probably the two best players on the pitch won't have an influence on the game and if that happens well you know but like, if that shame. happens it will have nothing to do with the last week like the boys sail close to the wind that is their nature mm. like they have be, they were both booked the last day the last time they played against each other, I think Jeremy got a red, um, and they have clashed continuously. So if they, you know, they're, they're walking on thin ice a lot, regardless before any of this stuff kicked off. So, you know, they're, they're going to be central to the thing anyway. But Jesus, just reading the stuff when you're there, like, how dare you? The outrage. Reading Please it think and, of the and, children, and like, writing you know. it, of course, as well. Yeah, yeah <laughs> two days in a row. Yeah, but Ireland's like, biggest selling daily newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we draw? We're going to draw the line there. Okay, I just want to make one more final point on that. The okay, nub, we'll draw another line. The, nub, the nub of this is that Dublin, through fair means or foul, Lee Keegan has gotten consistently the better of Dermot Connolly more than any other player. I, like I wouldn't necessarily say that he has gotten the better of him, but his scoring returns compared to any other player who has consistently marked him are very, very low. And I think Dublin are going to have to be a little bit creative about how they do this. They could either put Dermot into full forward for long spaces to take Keegan out of the game going forward, which is an option. But the other thing is, I wonder whether, and they've, they've made this switch several times, whether they'll actually bring Connolly out to midfield. Uh, he's finished the last two games, I think, in midfield. I think a lot of this is just, uh, like Dublin's main the man. They're not like, you could, like if Keegan goes into midfield and he's all of a sudden he's 25, 30 yards closer to goals than he was, that'll suit him as well. He's the attacking he's option that he hasn't been yet. He hasn't really been the attacking option that was Dublin. That was the only sort of you know, criticism is the wrong word, but the only point you could make about Keegan, and I thought he was brilliant the last day. Mm. I think what he does is not beyond what most other good backs, combative backs do. There's some bad stuff, there's some stuff that's, that's wrong, but he doesn't get caught with it. and if if everyone's been honest with themselves, if you don't get caught, that's a good thing. Now I saw my just on the final point on that. Oh, Jesus. My favorite conspiracy theory <laughs> of the week was I can't remember who concocted it or where it came from, but that the Dublin management or the Dublin players had snipped the top of their own jerseys with a scissors <laughs> so that their jerseys would rip easier and the referee's attention. It's Hulk Hogan esque, is it? Yeah, it is a bit, yeah. 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 And well, look, yeah, we, we have to take a bit of responsibility for this as well. You like, have to yeah, take it. No, this has, been, this has been everywhere. This has been absolutely everywhere. I thought actually just, uh, I listened to the Mayo News podcast because I said I want to hear, trying to gather as much many views as possible on it. That's your, a fellow called very, Sean very Rice. Sorry, that's some serious journalism. Go on. A fellow called journalism, isn't Sean it, Rice, I think he writes a column for yeah. the Mayo News. And he made a brilliant point. I thought it was the most clear-minded thing I'd heard on it. He says that Mayo had been accused of being soft enough for long enough. And I think that sums it up, right? Yeah, he's Keegan's going hard. But if he wasn't going hard, they've been chasing this thing for so long, like you'd be disappointed in him. Mm. What, what do you want from your back? You want them thundering into anything that moves. I thought that was just the best point made in the whole thing from somebody who has a dog in the fight as well. Like, Yeah, fair point, yeah. Just, just on that, like Connor, a lot of people are saying that Mayo missed their chance. I don't personally buy that argument myself because they came back <laughs> into the game twice. 
what are your own thoughts on that? Have they left? Is there a good bit of room for improvement there? Everyone is saying uh, Dublin yeah. have left a lot of room, but I'd say Mayo have a bit of room yeah, as well. Yeah, a lot of it, you know. Even Killian O'Connor, a lot of people, I think it was he got the GAA Player of the Week or something like that. I don't think like he did the brilliant things when and he does that when they, when it came down to it, real real quality leadership. But like Killian O'Connor is capable of a huge amount more than he produced in the drawing game. Dermot O'Connor. We've spoken about him this year. He is an absolutely fantastic footballer, but Dublin targeted him. Like, if you look at the amount of times that Kieran Kenny got the ball, hand passes to John Small into space, and they ran down Dermot O'Connor's throat. He's not full, well, he hasn't been fully fit until now, but again, he's capable of a lot more. Aidan O'Shea, an absolute, just the epitome of a match winner, a fella who could conjure a goal out of anywhere, no matter what pace the game is going at, how many players he's being marked by, what position he is on the pitch. He didn't do a tap the last day. And every time he came down with a ball, Dublin played it really, really smart. When he came down with a the ball, they had one player behind him to the left, one to the right, and he couldn't turn around. Uh, so there's their three best forwards. Andy Moran had a good game, absolutely. Jason Doherty kicked one fantastic point off uh, Keno Sullivan in the first half. They did an awful lot right, particularly in their defensive matchups uh, and in their defensive one-on-ones. But they allowed Brian Fenton, like, you know, the whole they gifted Dublin two goals thing that doesn't really check out either like Dublin did open them up um, and you know it has been Mayo's top of Mayo's list of things to do this year yeah but normally Not when you get opened and the chance in an attack like that breaks up it normally falls more often than not it falls to a defender they were opened up three times they were opened up three times it was a great save from David Clark yeah, but as, you, you as could well. say also that in the, for the goal um, of Colin Boyle that Dean Rock like the, he lost the opportunity when he spilled the ball. Yeah, but uh, Dublin were shin, Dublin were behind the cover. That's my point. And like, if you're looking at Mayo, they won their one-on-one battles. That's a big thing that they absolutely have to do because Dublin can hurt you from everywhere in your forward line. But in a collective sense, like if if Brian Fenton is getting the shot on goal, there is a systematic breakdown somewhere in that. And yeah. th- that happened three times in the game. So if you're talking about Mayo improvement, yes, their game winners can all play better. And defensively, uh, as a unit. Like, you know, Dublin didn't really concede any goal chances the last day. Cluxon had a bit of a save with his foot from a ball that Aidan O'Shea kind of redirected towards the goal. But, you know, like, it's been top of Mayo's list of things to do this year. Not give up easy goals in big situations, in big games. And that's exactly what they did. So they've huge, huge scope for improvement and all the ability and all the motivation in the world to do it. Yeah, they've been the platform for sort of the performance. But that's sort of like where the strength of this team is. If you look at the, just the names in the team sheet, like... Three or four of the best operators around, like, mm. um, and Brendan Harrison really grown into it. I think Durkin was very good the last day. Couple as well. of the couple of the, 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 the things that if you were if you were to analyse the game beforehand, fellas that you would have thought weren't okay, you wouldn't call them weak links, but maybe not as strong or areas that you could go at. You know, Jason Doherty would be somewhere where you would have thought that Dublin would more than break even. Harrison was one as well. Durkin was another. They all played extraordinarily well. You know, they they all had. Big, big games, um, and they were actually some of Mayo's best performances in the drama. Like fifteen points, even in on a wet day. I think it's what they got the last day. That's that's, that's just not going to be enough, really, is it? Like no. you know, not against, especially not against Dublin. The one thing about the the matchups and backing that is that as a defending team, you generally get to dictate who picks up who. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like you can send your, you mm. can deploy your pieces. Like you can't get your forward away from somebody. You know what I mean? If if the decide, guy decides he's going to track him, so. I, I'm expecting another strong uh, defensive performance from from Mayo. I think, I think they operate at a level now where they can almost depend on that. 
particularly against Dublin. Too, it's the best way to go against Dublin as well. If you have good matchups, and they do have good matchups, they have fellas who are, <coughs> you know, stylistically and physically similar to a lot of the Dublin forwards. If you have those matchups, um, if you go at them man to man, regardless of where they move to, and also play with a sweeper, which they did, just to make sure that you know. You're not getting opened up. But I think that's probably... If you have backs good enough to do that, I think that's the best way to go at Dublin. The other thing is too, that Mayo actually are the only team in the country, it seems like, who can live with Dublin's running power. Mm. They have extraordinary legs around... Not 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 even around the middle eight. Everywhere on the pitch, they have absolutely extraordinary legs. And at the end of the day, at the end of the game, the last day, like... Dublin sort of lost their shape a little bit. They were out in their feet. Now, so were Mayo, but like Mayo would wrestle them to that point. Like, they had absolutely brought them to the, put them to the pins of the collar and they were, they were they were still in the game and Killian O'Connor's point I think has been sort of you know on his favourite foot and all that he did absolutely brilliant he's been stood up by Darren Daly who wasn't long on the no, field that's very true um, he is obviously right footed I'm sure for sure Daly would have known that the position he was in he could really never turn on to his right foot but he still managed to engineer mm. that bit of space to get the shot away after 77 minutes of that game and get enough power in the legs to get it over the bar. And he had Owen O'Gara chasing him back. He was the next closest Dublin player to him. I think it's a phenomenal score. Like in fairness, you can say what you want about Mayo, but there might be lacking certain things of that. But geez, they're ballsy. Like. Mm-hmm. Just uh, on that, Connor, you were with the, the great mind that is Jim Gavin this morning. Is there any inkling as to whether there's been a lot of talk about maybe Flynn or Brogan dropping to the bench? Has there been any inkling that maybe he will be making changes? And what's your own personal thoughts on it? Do you think he should stick with the same 15? Or do you think we should have a bit of fresh blood in kind of thrown in there yeah I don't like he'll name the team tonight he'll name the same team that started and I would envisage that there will be one change before throw in and that's just because Paddy Andrews was I mean and, you know all things being equal Paddy Andrews is in the Dublin team but he had a back injury at the start of the year he missed out but he's been very good off the bench he also has in his favour um, I think last year between the two games against Mayo I think he scored five points from play mm-hmm. most of them off uh, Keith Higgins in, in the f- second game um, and he, he scored two the first he got, day, yeah. yeah he got two brilliant points uh, in the drawn game as well so I think Paddy Andrews will probably get into the team as to who drops down I genuinely don't know um, I genuinely don't know like Paul Flynn hasn't been as relevant um, you know and when I say relevant you just don't see a whole lot of him on the ball this year but I think he is probably doing a covering role that he won't get a whole lot of glory for and that I don't think Paddy Andrews could do um, so they might have to so I don't think that Paul Flynn will miss out You've got Bernard Brogan, who seems to be in that conversation as well. And I just think Dublin would be very reluctant to drop Bernard Brogan on the basis that he's a proven match winner. Um, he just does it in big, big games. And even if his form doesn't necessarily suggest he'll do it the next day, I think himself and Dean Rock were probably the two fellas that suffered most from how Dublin played the last day and the conditions. I think the conditions forced Dublin to keep the ball and run it. Uh, and you could see that the two lads, they were just glued into the corner. Like, they're only... You know, all they wanted to do was stretch the Mayo cover as thinly as they could so that the runners could come through. Now, both of them missed chances. You know, Bernard, you could see he was very... You could see that he was very preoccupied with getting his first score on the board and there was a couple of times he took shots when they weren't on. But I think if the ball came into him the next day, I think, you know, you'd be silly to drop him. Kevin McManaman's the easy one, isn't he? He's, For, from a Dublin point of view, and even in terms of not gathering... Like, if you drop Brogan, it's going to gather garner huge attention and you will live or die by that decision. If you leave Kevin McManaman on the bench, um, you're almost guaranteed a goal for one, and it, ga- it, it brings an awful lot of uh, 
a lot less attention as well. So that'd be the easy one for Jim. I'd be very interested to see who. who well, it'd be out. it'd be very hard on Kevin who oh, put, would, yeah. put a huge yeah. huge effort into getting into the team this year. I think he's probably been Dublin's most consistent forward all year. But he, I mean, I'm not sure you get anything off Flynn or Brogan coming off the bench, whereas you're guaranteed something with Kevin McManaman. And there is a very direct swap between himself. Personally, on a personal level, I would absolutely pick Mick Fitzsimons as well. I think Mick Fitzsimons is the best marking cornerback in Dublin football. But yeah, he's I just Jim Gavin doesn't seem to. Instead of who would you? Probably Davy Bourne. You know, I think Davy Bourne has had a, a pretty good year. But uh, just the way the Mayo inside forwards are going to match up, I think Philly McMahon again will go with Aidan O'Shea anytime he comes in. I think Johnny Cooper will go with Andy Moran. Uh, or, um, yeah, and yeah. I just think, if, you know, Killian O'Connor, okay, Davy Bourne had a decent game on on the last day, but uh, he made a couple of mistakes. There was a hand pass for Philly McMahon late on. Um, I ju- it's, it's not a case of wanting to drop Davy Bourne. I just would like to play Mick Fitzsimons, if you Mick know what I mean. Mick would start for nearly everyone else, I think. But he's I, an extraordinary, he's brilliant footballer. He was starting in 2011. Like, you know. Yeah, he marked the gooch. Like, I mean, his, mm. you know, his gig in 2011 was marked the opposition's best forwards, you know, which is probably why he, he never got a huge pile of credit. But I, 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 I would absolutely start him. But I don't think that Jim Gavin will. And just on that, uh, Dunica, like, do you see the Dublin performance being a lot different? Do you see guys that were quiet the first day stepping up, the likes of Bernard if he's playing, and these lads? Do you, do you see a completely different performance? They were kind of bullied to it to some extent. Yeah, the last we, day, I think we spoke about it before the drawing game that we were saying, like, and, and I think it's, as time goes on, I'm sort of more convinced that this was the case, that, that the performance against Kerry was so good to dig them out of the hole that dug themselves out with the fellas that were missing against Kerry team who were absolutely had said that they'd been preparing for for a year I think it took something out of them like maybe not just physically I think emotionally they just mm. invested so much into the thing and that they were a little bit off colour like bar Brian Fenton I don't think you it, it, it would be unfair to ask for more out of every single Dublin player you know I think Fenton was brilliant I think he never stopped going all day yeah, I think Cluxon as well like Cluxon had 18 out of 22 kickouts he hit the mark on which was Savage gone, really, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's probably fair. You know, well. a lot of that kind of goes under the radar, but um, you know, I, th- I thought he played extremely well. Cluck- well, his restarts were were excellent, and he he kind of you know marshalled things pretty well from back there. So yeah, yeah, I'd probably excuse him a bit from blame. And just on that, and John Smalls, sorry, Smalley had an absolutely yeah, incredible yeah, game. Yeah. You know, for a fella Smalley. who. <laughs> I was just at the Johnny Dub- boy. I was at the Dublin press conference this morning. So. <laughs> I know for a fella like there was a huge amount obviously made of Jack McCaffrey opting out this year, you know, and rightfully so he's the footballer of the year, but uh, like John Small is a fella who actually got a cut with Dublin in two thousand and twelve, just out of minor. Uh didn't go well for him. Um that following year when Bally Moon played in an All Ireland club final, he wasn't even in the starting team. And I think that year he didn't even get into the Dublin twenty one team. So he's a fella who who kind of got a cut of it very, very early in his career, lost a bit of form, and now has come back in a serious, serious way. And he's probably not your prototype wing back now. He's more suited to, you know, physically to centre half back. He took one enormous hit in the second half the last day. I think it was from Colin Boyle. Um, oh, that took him out just before air. he just before he went off yeah. Boyle, yeah. And then he caught the next kick. He caught the next kick out, and Cluxon yeah, didn't yeah. have any qualms Slides, about yeah. it, you know. And you could nearly see him limping back for this kick out. And I, I was looking at John Small, and I could see what was going through his head was. He's hardly aiming for me here from this kick out. And he po- poked it out as guy. I just, you know, whatever about getting into the Dublin team, and it is difficult to do, like for a fella in his first full season in the starting team to get man of the match in an All Ireland final, I thought was a, you know, it was a fair performance. And Dublin did go after Dermot O'Connor. You know, when they had possession, they absolutely got John Small to run at Dermot O'Connor. 
But should he be doing it more? He should probably do it a bit more. Like he took on Aidan O'Shea there at one stage and he just left him for in Yeah, he's very quick. And that was what that was that was a full hour and more into the game. Like, yeah, but he, you know. like John Small had played the hour as well, you know. I know, but the game O'Shea plays is very hard and it's hard and juice, like do you mm. know what I mean? He's it's contact. Every time he gets the ball he gets contact mm. and it, I, think, awful. I think the biggest thing about Dublin was that they were very conservative in the first game. That they didn't kick the ball in, uh, that they were trying to control the game, which is something that they've done very, very well and got an awful lot of praise for this year. Uh, you can see, like Jim Gavin almost has an advantage in so far as he knows that most teams are going to play with a blanket defence. But I think the players are maybe a little bit kind of, you know, tuned into that when they play against anybody. I think there was a bit of space behind the Mayo cover, behind the half back line. I think there was room. I think there were gaps for them to kick the ball into. Um, and they just didn't take it. I think they were absolutely preoccupied with keeping the ball, with kind of running up scores uh, and grinding Mayo down. And Mayo aren't the sort of team. To be ground down. No, you know, I think Dublin going back would to the point, but like, yeah, I think Dublin would be an awful lot better. I think they'd be better, like in basically every line. But I still don't think it's a foregone conclusion. Like it's, like I, I've, Mayo before the drawn game, we were saying that Mayo hadn't shown the kind of form that could beat Dublin, given the kind of form that Dublin had shown, mm. and that has sort of been that argument is gone now. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think if anything, Mayo's form is on the up based yeah. on the last day, and Dublin's the biggest has thing possibly is plateaued. Th- that the drawn game proved. And people should have known this before. Like the, the perception of Dublin there is they're a great team because they've won three All-Irelands. A lot of them won three All-Irelands. The perception of Mayo is always, always, always based on the fact that they've been in All-Ireland finals and they haven't won it. What the drawn game has proven is that the two teams are actually very, very close in their yeah. in their standards. They're really, really close in terms of ability, in terms of how they're prepared. I don't think we the drawn game how, for that. But I, I mean, know, but like a lot of people... that was yeah. the first... Uh, yeah, but of know. course, the fact that one team has won and the other team hasn't, it has to colour your thinking. Mm. Yeah, but I, what I'm saying is, like, you know, the reality of the past stuff, it, you know, I think the drawn match is a closer reflection of where these teams are. Just on that, Dublin kind of went laterally an awful lot the last day. Do you expect them, Connor, just quickly to set the agenda a bit more and be more positive, I suppose, with the ball? Yeah, I think, well, I don't know. I mean, as honest, I mean, listen to Jim Gavin this morning, he said that the two biggest issues that they had with the drawn game, with the performance, was. Um, uh, decision making and execution so I mean he didn't say strategy and he didn't say game plan so maybe he just thought that you know the way the players were set up was the right way to be set up and that they didn't pull it off and you know fair enough because there was an awful lot of mistakes there was an awful lot of turnovers um, there, I, I just think that there is much more scope for Dublin to go at Mayo I think there are more gaps there I think the fact that Mayo are going man to man means that Dublin can stretch that full that Mayo defence and the fact that there's only one sweeper well you know if you're full forward line I'll play inside the sweeper can't cover three positions so I think if Dublin are more switched onto it the next day um, pro- you know it would suit them better they, that they could damage Mayo in a more sustained way but and know, if the pitch is wet or dry even and if the pitch that's yeah. a big one this week as well oh, Jesus yeah, it's mad this week wasn't it when you think about it Mayo and if they can all extra staff I think to take all the calls <laughs> <so I believe. laughs> Jesus like you know, like Dublin, I couldn't believe that one either. We're going off on a tangent there, but Dublin won the All Ireland last year mm. in similar conditions and won it comfortably. Like they were better than the three points suggested. It was twelve nine, I think, last year's final. Yeah. Mm. Jesus, like, I know we're just we're stuck with things to talk about. Clearly, it's just, always it's always sunny in Fibsborough. <laughs> just on that note, uh, Donny, could just quickly sum up how you see the game going and maybe a verdict. Um. I see Jesus. See there's Jesus. two. There's just there's, there's, there's two things here. One is that Dublin win, and you've had a front row seat for one of the truly great teams. 
The only thing that may win is probably one of the greatest sporting events in terms of outpouring of emotion you could possibly it see. It would like, be bananas, especially on a Saturday like, night. Castlebar would be the centre of the universe if they won. Like, um, I I don't know. I, I I'm going to stick with Dublin. I think I'm going to stick with Dublin. But like I've, geez, I'm, I'm an awful lot less convinced than I was before the before the before the drawn game and Dublin narrowly maybe. But geez, if Mayo won, I wouldn't be remotely surprised. Connor, heart or head? I, well, uh, heart and head's the same thing. You see, the same thing. <laughs> it's arrogance. Uh, no, I, I, st- I still think Dublin are just capable of an awful lot more. The one thing is between recovery from the drawn game and the number of times that they actually would have been on the pitch together. I, I don't know how you can actually turn that around. You know, if we're if we're talking about Dublin taking a different tack in how they use the ball, uh, you know, if they've been doing a certain way all year. I would find it hard to, to to believe that you know a manager who likes to have all his all his eyes dotted and his t's crossed as Jim Gavin would all of a sudden be able to throw it all together in three or four days. So uh, I, I I don't expect Dublin to be massively different in the replay either in their in their you know terms of engagement or the players who take the pitch. But I'd probably expect them to do it a little bit better the next day. So uh, I, I like I do think Mayo have a lot of room to improve. I just think Dublin have a small bit more and that they will. Okay, I personally think Mayo might just do it by a pint or two. Just that's why I ask myself. But that's uh, why we, well, when you show up early for the podcast, you're allowed to give an opinion. Before we go, it's our last chance to make some money for charity this season, and Leon Blanche from Boyle Sports joins us now. Leon, it's fair to say that you guys haven't uh, been running scared from us every Thursday. Where's the money going this ter- this Saturday? Um, well, not with Mayo, which just surprised me a little bit when we first priced up the replay. Uh, the dubs were eight to fifteen. And Mayo were two to one chances, and now Dublin have gone one to two, and Mayo are out to twelve to five, and it does surprise me. I think on anyone's reckoning on the first game, Mayo should have won the game. Dublin got very very lucky. Now people have said Dublin won't play as bad. I think some of Mayo's big players didn't live up to their reputation either in the first game. So the, if the money is anything to go by, it's Dublin to win the replay at one to two. The draw. Is popular again, but not as much actually as the first day. It's nine to one, and as I said, no real backing for Mayo at twelve to five. Any truth in the rumor that there's been a group of journalists that put quite a big amount of money on a draw? Well, I'm sure um, the journalists will have the inside track before anyone else in terms of who will play for Dublin. I think there has to be a few changes. Paddy Andrews, for me, must start. His record against Mayo is tremendous. Um, we have seen. Dublin supporters, maybe they're just backing with their hearts over their heads. Minus three, Dublin at five to four. For me, I don't see that happening. I can't see Dublin winning by four or more. We were just saying before we come on air that the replay um, last year in the semi-final, they won by seven points, but it was very close until the last couple of moments. I think this is going to be a kick of a ball again. If I was having a bet, I'm a Dublin man, I wouldn't back Mayo, but a Mayo plus three to me, at four to five in the handicap would be the way I'd be going if I was having a bet on the handicap spread. And are you guys privy to any particular weather forecast or anything for Saturday or whether it's going to be rain or it's going to be dry? Well, at, the st- at the start of the week, it looked as if there was going to be showers. At the moment, it looks as if it's going to be pretty similar to what we have today here in Dublin. Sunny but breezy. Um, and I think that will definitely be a plus to Dublin. Um, I know they beat Kerry in last year's All-Ireland final when it was horrendous conditions, a bit like the first game between Mayo only a couple of weeks back but there's no doubt to me Dublin are a better side when it's better weather I think it suits their game get the ball up to forwards quick turn your man and have a pop and the first game they were afraid to shoot I don't know what they were doing they were very very negative in my eyes 
Um, and I think the big players, our forwards, have to step up. I think, obviously, Johnny Small got man of the match. I thought Fenton was excellent. But I think some of the bigger players have to step up. Um, Dermot Connolly, um, he didn't play too bad. He done a lot of his best work coming back. I'd like to see him pushed in a bit more and actually going for it. Um, so let's see. I mean, here's hoping Dublin can do it. But I think Mayo, they were three points down, you must remember, going into the last closing stage of this game. So I don't think they'll be too concerned that they didn't get over the line. Six points and two own goals. If they can eradicate that, they would have been All-Ireland champions. Just quickly, you mentioned man of the match. Anyone taking any um, at nice prices? Or? I mean, looking at it, obviously it's... I mean, I think the Dubs will see most of their players getting backed but it was a huge result for bookies with with a small winning at the last day. Um, but I'd be looking at someone maybe to make an impact. Maybe it's going to be someone coming off a bench. Will McManamum start? He's 11-1 to one to be the RTE man of the match. Um, if you're looking at Killian O'Connor, he's also at 11-1. to one. Or will it be someone from the halfback role? I thought Johnny Cooper was excellent the last day. I'm going to have a few quid on him at 20-1. to one. Uh, Lee Keegan, could he rule out Connolly? and be Mayo's match winner. He's also a 20-1 to chance. So, look, I, I think that's a bit of a lottery. Dean Rock couldn't kick as bad as he did the last day. He's 14-1. to If he gets his kicking boots on, maybe he'll be the difference between the two sides. OK, perfect. We're looking to finally take some money off you. Dunica, you have our bet for the year that's going to save us. <laughs> save us, yeah. Well, as uh, one of the, the poor, unfortunate journalists who saw their season extended by two weeks um, after the draw we are going to try and basically give ourselves a little bit of an out that if it ends in a draw after 70 minutes and we all have to go back to work again the following week, at least we'll have something to go on that we won some money for charity. So it's 9-1 to one at the minute. And Leon will do what he does with numbers and make them bigger than yeah, the look, war. I mean, so surely the odds of a, a re, another replay are going to double. 9-1 is short. Yeah, it's it is short, though, yeah. So we'll have extra time. Yeah. yeah, it's 70 minutes, but your draw will click. Obviously, mm. if it happens in 70 minutes, it doesn't matter what happens in extra time. Um, go on you can have 12 to 1 on the draw um, I think that's the biggest out there so ourselves at Boyle Sports like to be generous for me I'm going to stick it all on the man of the match um, and I'm going to go with Johnny Cooper I'm going to put him in there 20 to 1 that's where our charity bet is going to go for the All-Ireland Football replay but I hope it, well maybe it will go to a draw but I think if Dublin can start well I think there'll be a lot more prepared for Mayo this time round. Perfect. Johnny Cooper would bring a grand back for charity. So he would. That. He would. I'll tell you, your mats are not too slow there, in fairness. So yeah, <laughs> that'll be a grand for charity. Any jobs going on? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, if, if, if you lads click, it'll be 600. Um, but look, I mean, I hope it's a better game. It was exciting last day, but the standard wasn't great. Um, I'd like to see it being a, an open game of football and both teams going for it. Brilliant. Leon, thanks for joining us on the Troyan and we'll chat to you again All next best. year. <laughs> That's it from the Troyan podcast for this season. My thanks to Dunica Boyle, Connor McKeown and Leon Blanche for joining us. Saturday promised to be a tense affair, so buckle down and hold on to your hats for what should be a cracking game to end the season. I'm Michael Verney and you've been listening to the Troyan podcast. Ball Sports will refund all losing in play bets if the last score of your televised championship match is a goal. Download the Ball Sports app or get in store today for full details. GAA betting with Ball Sports, bring it on. <laughs>